Good evening, good day, good morrow, good morning, good afternoon, good twilight, good whatever it is, whenever you're listening. Welcome to another JMJ Missions podcast. We are spreading the gospel by all means available, one soul at a time. Thank you for stumbling upon our podcast if you've listened before. If this is your first time listening, um, well, thank you for stumbling upon our podcast. Uh, so, season two, a new season uh, where we're going to put in a, a new segment at the very end that we think you're going to like, so stick around at the end for the new segment. Um, if you don't know uh, where to find us, you can find us on Instagram, JMJ Missions, Facebook, JMJ Missions, website, jmjmissions.com, podcast, well, you're, you're listening to the podcast, uh, and where else can, can they find TikTok. us? TikTok, yes, TikTok. That's going to be a future podcast, by the way. That's right. And YouTube. Did you say that? No, I did not. YouTube, we need subscribers. A thousand subscribers means? Free. Not free, but <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> we wish you could say free. Yeah. It might get people to subscribe. So you should uh, help us out um, with prayer. Uh, if you're able to help us out um, financially, you can do that through Anchor. You can do that through our website. So yeah, that's yeah. us in a mm-hmm. nutshell. It's season two. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Anthony, you are our small talk guy. That is one segment we are carrying over from the last season. Um, so, what, what you got for us? Uh, Anthony has specifically gone out of his way to make sure he didn't even hint to us what the small talk was going to be. That's correct. So, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear what this is. Okay, well, today is All Saints Day, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So, that means yesterday was Halloween. So, what's your all-time favorite candy? Halloween um, candy. You go trick-or-treating, mm. you knock on the house with all the scary decorations. What are you hoping that they put in the bag? Okay, great question. I didn't think about this till recently. Actually, I thought about this the other day. And my favorite candy, and it was it was none that I ever received trick or treating. It's actually um, fruit slices. What? Yeah, like actual slices of no, no, no. Fruit? The candy, okay. the okay. candy. There's a candy I don't know called what fruit this is. slices. Yeah, it's it's basically a slice of, of whatever flavor, lemon, grape, cherry. Is this real? Green. And it's and and and, and it's coated. Like, and, that's not a green's not a fruit. And it's and it's coated in sugar. Oh, and it's like it's kind of like um, like a really uh, skinny fruit roll up. Yeah, uh-huh. I would say, but not as long. I, I think and, I know um, what you mean. They're actually my favorite candy, but I I've never received it Are on they Halloween sour? night. Sour? No, they're just they're just no, really sweet. Really? They're coated I, I in sugar think, and they're really really good. I faintly remember what you're talking about. A little creepy. I thought you were talking about when people just if you're they hand you like apple slices no, 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 treating, <laughs> which I would never eat in a million years. Um, interesting. I faintly remember it. Uh, wait, before I go, which what's yours? Mine uh, has changed throughout the years, but I always kind of gravitate towards the fruity candy. So yeah, I'm me too. Big time Instead Skittles, of, big yeah. time Starburst. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'll chow down on some Reese's. But I'm all about the Starburst. Starburst. Yeah, they're solid. Not jelly beans, though, because they make my stomach feel weird. Nah, man. Jelly beans are good. They're where, they're where it's at. Yeah. I just feel like they're little tiny like little shapes of wax. It's like, <laughs> what do you? what is a jelly bean? It's a, a bean full of, uh, I don't know, sugar. <laughs> I want to say jelly, but it's yeah. not jelly. It's probably just pure sugar. <laughs> mm-hmm. The buttered popcorn one was always gross. Ew. Yep. Yeah. Ew. Mm-hmm. Nasty. Yeah. So you, ever eat, you ever eat jelly beans, Rock? Yeah, I love jelly beans. I do? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So, Dan, what's yours? <laughs> um, I I don't know. Um, I think if I have to go all time, probably Reese's Cup. Just good old 
You Reese's can't go cup. wrong. You can't go wrong. That's the gold standard. I love mm-hmm. peanut butter. Recently, I've been loving the um, the new Reese's that you can find where like it's mostly peanut butter or there's, they used to have them. I don't know if they're still making them, but a few months ago, you can get them. It was all peanut butter. So there's no chocolate at all? No chocolate. It was a Reese's cup. Just it was straight sh- peanut butter. So then, Well, then why don't I just buy some peanut butter? Because day? this peanut butter in the Reese's cup is better it and is it's good. not shaped like a cup. Yeah. So... You know, That's there's true. there there. It was good. I don't know if I, I would I'm, like that. I'm embarrassed I to admit it. I would need some chocolate. Yeah, I, I definitely... that's what makes that's what makes it Reese's. Well, yeah. they also have the Reese's cup where it's like three quarters uh, peanut, peanut butter. Like so the, only the bottom of the cup is chocolate. You might like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's I would like good. To try oh, my, it. oh my gosh, it's so good. So I'm gonna mm. go with that. Um, I'm trying to hold back on candy recently just for my own health's sake, but uh, that's probably yeah, it's a feast day. Yeah. It's, oh, today is. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're yeah. at All Saints Day. You're mm-hmm. right. Um, so on the topic of all saints, one of the things that all saints were really into that they said they very much trusted in is our topic today. And that is divine providence and times where divine providence has really showed up in our lives. Uh, but before we get into that rock, what is divine providence? (laughs) I'm going to teacher mode. I'm just calling (laughs) on people. (laughs) Um, I would say it's, it's God providing for you at the, at the right time. Um, in the right place, in the right moment, and there's nothing you could do to control the situation. It just goes off complete trust. Rock, if you were one of my students, that would have made me so happy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't have had to elaborate on that at <laughs> yeah. all. Yeah, if you were in my class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, so um, do you want me to tell a time that we felt divine? Yeah, providence? maybe we can, we can go. Maybe we can go. I'll go around and explain one time where the providence of God really kind of was made known to us. Now. It should be said, theologically, every single thing is part of the providence of God. Mm-hmm. And if you were to look at some of the greatest saints, they never questioned anything that God did, even if it, like, it was something horrible. No matter how horrible or desperate a situation seemed. Or whether, good. Or good. Yeah, exactly. It was just all the same to them because it was all part of God's providence or his plan for us. So they were docile. Oh, yeah. Total obedience um, that they had no matter what was going on uh, in the good times, they would just thank God for it and ask him that they wouldn't get too attached to the good feelings, the consolations they were getting spiritually and the tough times, believe it or not, they would thank him for it because it, it was those times that they felt more like Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. Greatest way to love is to suffer. So stuff like this is why they're saints. Like that mentality is why they're a saint. Yeah. Also the miracles after they died and stuff like that, but that to live with that kind of mentality takes so much strength. That you can only get through prayer. It is like, not easy. Like I feel like if, if you would have said that to me, that that the saints when they had good times they prayed that they wouldn't get too attached to it. <laughs> if you if I would have heard that 13 years ago before I was yeah. into this stuff, right. I'd be like, what in the world? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I get it though. <laughs> right. I understand that, it. Now. It almost seems too intense. Yeah. But you know what? Like you need to have a little bit of not that you want to like be sad during good times. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a great time and God, like you know, right now in my life is a beautiful time. Like I don't have enough time. <laughs> Um, in the day to even to even rest in kind of a good way because my with my son with having a, f- a family and and now JMJ and teaching like it's it's really awesome. Um, so of course you want to thank God for the good times. You're on vacation with your family. You're having a great day. You have a great experience in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like dude, yeah, absolutely. Thank Him and bask in that. But in the back of your mind, just remember what I do is I say, Lord, thank you for these consolations. And when it's not so easy, and I know that I'm going to have to go through you know, um, times where I don't feel these consolations or physical or emotional sufferings, please let me remember your love and, and get through it. And I sometimes, I, I don't know if I should do this or not, but I ask him to apply the graces I'm getting, that I'm feeling, I should say, during the good times, 
and apply it to the future bad times I'm going to have because I know they're going to come. I never thought of that. Yeah, but that kind of, I mean, and, and I'm not good at that. I mean, obviously, we're, we're not saints here. We're trying mm-hmm. to be, but we're not at that level. Um, but that kind of detachment from not just things, because, of course, all the saints, like, you know, they weren't attached to things. You know, they weren't, they didn't care about how much money they had or how many electronics they had or stuff like that. But not even, not even that. It's the practice of being unattached to even like situations mm-hmm. and opinions and and states of life. Like that is really really hard to do, and it can only happen um, through prayer. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, actually, before we get to our own stories, um, I wanted to bring up two kinds of providence um, theologically. Um, maybe a little mini theology lesson here uh, for those listening that are interested in this stuff. There's kind of two kinds of God's providence, two kinds of God's plan or his will, you could say. The first kind is uh, called God's ideal will. Um, and the second kind of providence in his, in his plan is his permissive will. Um, now, his ideal will for your life is the plan that he had like when you were conceived, like if you were to be a total saint, as close to sinless as possible, because no one can be totally sinless, but as close as possible, and you were to be like a totally amazing, incredible saint where your body's like gonna possibly be incorrupt after you die. If you were to live like perfectly, that's God's ideal will. That's his best path for your life, his happiest plan for your life. Uh, you end up saving the most souls that way. You're not gonna ever have a, a a path that doesn't involve suffering you're always going to suffer because that's what jesus did and that's the greatest way to love but but the suffering will be easier to bear your crosses will be easier to bear that is god's ideal will and the closer you stay to him the less you, you stray into sin especially mortal sin or if you do sin the quicker you bounce back and get back on that path um, is the closer you follow god's ideal will in your life but then there's another kind of will and that's his permissive will so people say like oh like you know dan what about like you know God forbid, horrible things like 9-11 or whatever. Did God, like, will that, obviously? If everything happens as part of his plan, was that his will? And you'd say, well, yes and no. It wasn't his ideal will. It's not like he wants horrible things to happen to people. It's not like he wants people to sin. It's part of his permissive will. Permissive being the root word there, meaning he's allowing it because of our free will. And when we, the farther we stray onto God's permissive will that he allows, um, the farther we go from his ideal will, the un- more unhappy we are, the more empty we feel, the more things could possibly go wrong in our lives, and the more suffering we'll go through. And in fact, I would say the more your sufferings seem harder to bear when you're not doing God's ideal will. So we just need to clarify that mm-hmm. real quick because we always get that kind of question, or I always get that kind of question from students, like what kind of will are we talking about? Yeah. Well, God's mm-hmm. perfect plan and then what he allows us to go through with our free will. And the good news there is that anytime you ever stray in his permissive will, one confession right back yep you're right back on his ideal will so mm-hmm. his mercy is so beautiful and great so don't waste too much time worrying about oh my gosh is god's permissive will or ideal will just yeah. just get back on his ideal will you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> yep good point so mm-hmm. stories i'm gonna stop talking now okay one of you guys all right one one time where the lord's providence was made very evident in your life sure i have a i have a quick one i, I have a longer one that i'd like to tell them like maybe at the end sure uh, but i have a quicker one um so this was a time it was 2011 and there was a pilgrimage that we were going to take to Batania, Venezuela, to see a place where there is a church-approved Marian apparition uh, called Our Lady Reconciler of All Peoples and Nations in Batania. So this trip was coming along, and you guys were going as well, and many other young adults from our church were going. And I was at college at the time. I went to Rutgers University, and I had zero dollars to my name. I wasn't working. I was just taking classes and doing homework, and I, had, I, couldn't, I didn't have the chance to make money. Um, so you guys right. were living at home, so you guys were still working right. while you were in college. So the tri- this time for this trip came around, and I really wanted to go. It would have been my second trip to Venezuela, 
And my first trip to Venezuela a year prior to that is when I really decided that I was going to live my faith. So that's where I said, like, okay, like, God, like, I'm going to practice this stuff and I'm going to do it. So then fast forward a year, it's time to go again, and I don't have any money. So the plane <laughs> ticket and the room and board and everything for one week in Venezuela, I remember exactly it was $1,500. And I remember thinking, like, oh, man, like, how am I going to come up with that? Like, I'm not going to be able to go. So I remember all you guys were going. Everyone, like, you guys all paid your money and stuff like that. And I asked, I asked for advice, and someone told me to just, you know, if you're supposed to go, God will provide, and you'll be able to go. I was like, okay. So I just, I just said a prayer. I was like, God, if you want me to go, like, I'll go. But the deadline was approaching closer and closer. And I just thought that I wasn't going to be able to go. And I was like, oh, well, my friends are going to go have fun in Venezuela without me. Right. Because I'm not working and I, I can't afford it. So here's what happened. I got a check in the mail. I totally out of nowhere. wasn't expecting it. A check in the mail with my name on it for $1,550. <laughs> and it was from the student loan company that that was paying for my student loans uh -huh. so then i looked at that i was like oh this has to be a mistake so i called them um the student loan company and they said oh that was a mistake you can either give it back to us now or you can keep it and we'll just add it to your tab at the end of your college experience <laughs> so clearly i kept it and i used that and i literally bought my venezuelan plane ticket wow. with that money so and it's like how much was the ticket going to be again? it was 1500 wow. so god gave me like 15 50, 50. yeah just 50 dollars like, for like just, a lunch know. or something or like yeah, that yeah something at the airport <laughs> exactly and so it wasn't free it's not like god god didn't give me free money because right. like i still had to pay that back right but he gave it to me exactly when i needed it to go on that trip yep hmm. that's that that's an amazing story mm -hmm. and it's funny that it comes right down to the almost the dollar yeah um, and I, the, the key point there that Ant that stuck out to me was that you prayed about it. Mm -hmm. In my experience, when you pray for something and it's a genuinely good thing for your soul or somebody else's, God almost always answers. Right. You pray with your heart and confidence, and it's a genuinely, authentically good spiritual thing. Yeah. Whether sooner or later, sometimes down to the dollar, dollar. almost. And I do think that it was His ideal will that I go on that trip. Oh, like definitely. to go on a, on a Marian apparition pilgrimage. Like, how could that not be his will? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's those trips that strengthened our faith exactly. to the point where now we're doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really, I don't have anything in particular. There have been times where I've prayed and, and I asked for something and I would receive it uh, rather quickly. And a lot of times it would end in tears <laughs> because uh, I knew that the answer I was getting was, was God's will, but it wasn't the answer I wanted. Right. Um, but there have been other occasions where, you know, joyful occasions where I would receive a very quick answer and, uh, and I knew it was, it was coming from him and obviously it would make me happy, not sad. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have any specific stories like, like you mentioned though. Right. That's okay. Um, I just want to say one thing, uh, for you, the listener, um, take this time to like, think about your life. Cause I'm right. sure it could be a big way. It could be a small way, but I'm sure God has shown you his providence too. So, you know, just, just think about it in your own personal life and, and thank God for that, too. And if you want, you can leave that in the comments on YouTube. You don't have to. That'd be <laughs> oh, Easter egg. Yeah, that could be your Easter egg is like comment somewhere on YouTube that God has provided for you. And that's yep. all you have to say. God has provided for me. Say that somewhere on YouTube. So, you know, what's so funny is that when we look at these, we get emails uh, when certain comments are are posted on our mm -hmm. YouTube videos. People do do this. Yeah, and people do. Like a lot of people listen and they, they take us up on the Easter eggs mm -hmm. and they 
you know, they, they make the comments on YouTube, but I forget that that's what we asked yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking at this video, and it's like, oh, why doesn't God talk to me? Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, it just says something like... Lead paint. E- yeah, lead paint, or like <laughs> yeah. something random, like eggs are the best or something. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, these people are crazy. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's, <laughs> it's someone who listens to the podcast. Yeah, so right? the Easter egg again is just say, God has provided for me on any one of our YouTube videos. And we will pray for you. We will, and that we do. That is the catch. Mm-hmm. We that's do. my favorite thing of our ministry when someone comments that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. And actually, yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead. I do. Ha- yeah, I do have one, and it actually kind of confirms that prayer works for those that are going to comment. They want our prayers. Um, actually, it has to do with uh, me and you, Rock. Okay. When we were eighteen, um, well, just to give a little preface, we had big conversions. We're going to do a video on this one day. <laughs> one we keep day. saying it, but it'll, it'll happen eventually. <laughs> I don't know at, the, at the right yeah, at the right yeah, time. At the right time, we got to get our we got to get our subs up just to make the most of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But um. Before our, our, our conversion experiences, um, myself, Rocco, uh, Anthony, and uh, our, one of our best friends, Ryan, our best friend, I should say, Ryan, uh, we were not, we were four good friends. We were not very much into our faith. Uh, we were decent kids, you know, but um, we, we didn't really pray very much. We didn't think about God very much. Um, I didn't la- did not like going to mass. I was kind of bored at mass. Aunt, you never went to oh, mass. Oh, yeah. Forget that. <laughs> uh, I, I would go on my own. Very rarely, once a month maybe, something like that, once every two months. I would go with my family every couple weeks, you know. Um, And on this one particular occasion, me and Rock, Rock, me and you had gone to Mass uh, one Mm. night. We were 18 years old. So this Uh, this was long before... You know, we met the priest that would cause our conversion. This right? is, but yeah, this I mean, is before we met. Probably a year, right? A year yep, this is okay. a little less than a year before we met mm-hmm. that priest. Yeah, we're in mass, eighteen. Uh, I believe I was a freshman in college at the time, or just started my freshman year of college. Um, and there is a woman, or might have been a guy, I can't remember, comes up at the end of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was a long time ago. It, it was it was definitely one or the other <laughs> yeah comes up and they say uh at the end of mass we're in really bad need of religious ed teachers and uh if you're able to teach religious ed you should um come and come downstairs and sign up because we need we need substitute teachers and at this time the four of us uh were not living out our faith at all actually in high school i stayed away from most of those pretty big typical sins the college lifestyle for the partying for the most part i was actually starting to slip up and fall into that lifestyle at this time so this was completely out of the blue and i never volunteered for anything but they say hey you should like you know substitute teach religious ed this is something i never would have done probably shouldn't have done because i didn't know enough about it and it's like some weird invisible force told me to do it i to this day i have no idea why i did this but i nudged rock and i said you want to like teach religious ed and I expected Rock to be like, what are you talking about? And I just remember there was a pause, and Rock with completely expressionless, no look <laughs> on his face, just goes, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and so we actually did. We go downstairs, and we sign up to teach religious ed. This was completely out of the blue. This was not something Rock or I would ever have done. It's not something I even wanted to do. I remember when we were, when we were get, writing our name down, I literally thought to myself, what am I doing right now? <laughs> like, I didn't care about my faith. I didn't care about anything. I, didn't, I wasn't... And it was through that teaching religious ed that obviously Rock right afterwards, the guy before us quit because our class was so yeah. bad, I think. <laughs> so me and Rocco take over, a class of seventh graders. It was actually pretty fun. And then the new pastor of our church was just assigned. Thought it was nice two young guys got involved with their faith, came and saw us, said, hey, like you should come in my office one time and we'll talk. I didn't want to. Rock, to be polite, you said yes. I, didn't, I was hoping right. you'd say no. <laughs> we did. 
and I'm not going to give our whole conversion, but the priest absolutely blew our, well, first off, heard our confessions. Right. Um, privately, obviously, like not group confession, <laughs> but, um, and then uh, told us all about Maria Esperanza. And that absolutely, the, the miraculous stuff, it absolutely blew our minds. Uh, but if I had not volunteered to teach religious ed, which was something I didn't even know why I was doing it, um, we would have never had our conversions because then Anthony, your conversion and Ryan's conversion came from came me and Ryan. Right, right, exactly. So. so if you guys never got into it, I don't think I would have woke up one day and been like, ooh, like, let me find out about Jesus. Like, I probably <laughs> right. wouldn't have done that. Right. And it kind of just goes to show that when you give God an inch, and like I was like in sin kind of, you know what I mean? We decided to teach religious ed so random. Why would we even, you know? Um, when you give him an inch, he gives you a mile. Mm -hmm. You just got to open your heart just the tiniest bit. And like, he knows us so well. You open your heart the tiniest bit and my gosh, he just will send a flood of graces in his providence in his plan. Um, that's all it needs. All, all you need is just a little movement of your heart to open up to him, do a little something, go out of your comfort zone in the smallest way. And he will absolutely reward you. Um, I also think that speaks to how much we need good people involved in our churches. Uh, people need the church community so badly. Everyone is so, um, lonely because of covid uh because of just lack of you know good community lack of good families nowadays no one goes to church no one gets involved in their in their church you know like get involved in your local parish you never know what god will use uh to yeah, bring beautiful things true. out of it yeah um and rock i'm thinking of one more because right after that is when we got into our faith and anthony and ryan didn't want to get into our faith and it was a prayer that you said mm -hmm. that catapulted them into their faith I don't know if you want to elaborate on that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I was, uh, you know, very zealous at my, in my faith at the time. And, and, uh, I wanted to be like a saint and pray like a saint. So, and I was very concerned for, for my, for my friends, obviously more so Anthony and Ryan, uh, who have yet to have experienced what we've experienced Dan. And so I knelt down, um, deeply concerned for them in their spiritual state. I knelt down by my bedside one night and I just said, Lord, uh, for their sake, um, use me as your instrument in, in whatever way that you, that you will. And I actually woke up with a collapsed lung the next night. We're not, I'm not going to go too much into this right. next day, but um, it, was, it was the catalyst for their conversions because they saw me suffering. They were going through some personal stuff at the time. Uh, but God definitely provided... <laughs> that night in a way that none of us expected. Yeah. And uh, it was the result of, uh, and the fruit of Anthony and Ryan's conversions. And they're both doing, I mean, Anthony's obviously a religion teacher now. Ryan's living a, a beautiful, faithful life um, in another country. Uh, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just, it was an incredible answer to a prayer mm -hmm. and in also a way shows, that I didn't expect. Shows how um, good things a lot of times don't happen without suffering. Right. So oh, like exactly. you had to go through that suffering the, yeah. for the greater good of like me and Rye getting into yeah, our faith. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which is, which is amazing because you know, <laughs> careful what you pray for. Cause when you pray with enough heart, you know, and confidence, Lord really, really will use it. But who would have thought, you know, if you were to ask me after you prayed for Ryan and Anthony, like, Oh, you know, God was going to answer the prayer. I would think he's going to, you know, just give them graces. Like Anthony's going to wake up one day and just be like, Oh, I love God. Like, that's how I think it's going to work. Yeah. How does he answer it? You wake up with a collapsed lung. <laughs> yeah. Like, which, you know, that could have killed you if you didn't get right. it, get it yeah. fixed quick enough, you <laughs> yeah. know? And that's what he uses to get them involved, which is that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So even the negative things, and when it comes to God's plan, they always are there for a reason. Um, 
I will say sometimes it's in God's ideal will that those things happen, like in the situation with Rock's prayer. Um, other times, his I think most of the time, actually, his permissive will, we go through pain and suffering that we might cause on our own. But even when like our sins cause us suffering mm-hmm. and we enter into his permissive will, he uses that to get us back. Like, for example, you think of someone who's partying too much. They get drunk. They fall out a window and break their leg. Well, now they're in the hospital and they can't party much. Now they might be forced to actually think about the Lord and think about their life. And God's grace can really get in there and that humility. Right. Maybe God sees something really good in them. Mm-hmm. They have a really good heart. They just need a little push. And uh, so, you know, in his providence and his plan, he's so good that he'll even take the sufferings he didn't want us to have and use it for good, which is just just amazing as far as I'm concerned. Um, so any other thoughts you guys want to put forth about providence or? Um, yeah, I have one more story, and it's, it's something that's very personal to me. So I'll share some details without telling too many details because um, I would like to keep some of those details, like, close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, – Two and a half weeks ago, uh, my mom passed away. So she she was battling cancer for four years, and you know she she never complained too. Like she went through her treatments, uh, everything she had to do, all the surgeries, and and she wouldn't complain. Me like if I get a sore throat, I'm in like a bad mood and I'm like <laughs> totally grumpy. Um, so I w- always admired that about her. Um, so one interesting thing is that even amidst suffering, um, a lot of times if you keep your eyes open, you can still see that God's hand is behind everything that happens. Um, so on a couple of days before my mom passed, you know, I just wasn't a good day. Like we, I, you know, I just kind of knew deep down that, that it may be soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went over to my, my parents' house on this particular day and, um, you know, my mom just wasn't looking good. And so I saw my dad and I, I looked at my dad like off to the side and I asked him if I should call a priest. And when he said yes, that's when I was like, uh, like, uh, oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he that's, said, that, yes, that's rough. Right. So then and he knew why I asked that question. Um, so then I called, I called, um, the first priest I called was a good friend of mine. Um, we can probably use his name, right? Yeah, I'm sure. matter. Yeah. So, so his name is Father Peter. Um, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him for quite some time. Some person in Alaska. Oh my gosh, Father yeah. Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I called Father Peter and uh, he got back to me and uh, he told me that he had a couple of things that he would have to re- reorganize, um, but to let him know in a couple of minutes um, if he still, uh, if I still needed him. So I tried to find one that was maybe closer because Father Peter lived kind of far away or lives kind of far away. So nothing else was working out. So I told Father Peter and he was like, Anthony, don't worry. I'll be right there. And he, he dropped everything. Like he had to cancel like two or three things, mm-hmm. drive like 35 minutes and just came immediately over. Um, so he came over. And so, again, I don't want to give you all the details, but he was able to give my mom uh, anointing of the sick. And also an apostolic blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are just amazing, amazing uh, sacraments to receive, especially right before you pass away. Uh, one detail I will share is that my mom wasn't able to speak. Um, so I know that anointing of the sick in that regard, I, I'm fairly certain that it counts yeah, as a confession in that, in that emergency type of situation. Yep. Uh, it counts as a confession. So If they're unable to speak right, or, or right. go to confession. Yeah, yeah, yeah which she wasn't. So, mm-hmm. so she got that anointing of the sick. She got that blessing. And then literally as Father Pete, and we were all there, like, you know, we were, we were holding her in that moment and it was a very touching moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as, as Father Peter left, uh, you know, I thanked him, my whole family thanked him. Literally as soon as he left, it's like the ambulance arrived. So it's like God, even though like my mom was suffering and we were all suffering by watching her suffer, it's like God literally took care of her soul, like by sending Father Peter, mm-hmm. um, 
And like, and if you guys never had your conversion, neither would sure. I, and I never would By call providing in your life acts so, and, uh, you yeah. know, and like in rock, you're, you can either even go back to your collapsed lung. Yeah. Right? All that kind of comes full circle. Exactly. That, so, so it's moment. like God was there to take care of her soul. And then immediately after there were people there to take care of her body, like to yeah. take care, get her to the hospital and like to do things that we couldn't do for her. So it was just like, it made me think like, um, and you know, obviously she did pass away. Um, but it's like, it makes me think like, why do we worry about stuff? You know, it's mm-hmm. like. God is literally going to take care of you, right? right? Like even in your most dire straits, you're like the most extreme situations that you could be in. Mm-hmm. Like he's literally always there and he's going to provide at the right time. So that's probably something that, that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. And also that means like that, that I'm, that my mom's in heaven. <laughs> so then, right. mm-hmm. you know, that means yeah. that like, and because if Jesus was who he said he was, mm-hmm. then that means that there is life after death. There's the resurrection mm-hmm. of the body and then we'll, I'll get to see her again in heaven. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? going back to how you were saying providence has taken care of things including your mom's soul right mm-hmm. now um your faith has been like rock solid mm-hmm. like with, without without god taking care of you and his providence you know since we had our conversions maybe you wouldn't be able to handle this as the, the, as, as well because oh, you handled it incredibly for so sure far. as, yeah, your, as you your, really friend, as your friend as your friend me and rock want to compliment you on that yeah. no i appreciate that you did but but yeah for sure the, the faith definitely helps me i mean like if i would have had no faith in this happened i i'd probably have the very common stereotypical reactions that people have yeah you know like yeah. why has this happened to me like that kind of stuff right but luckily god has prevented me from that <laughs> yeah yeah which is ex- extremely beautiful so mm-hmm. which it, is but... also part of his providence <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so funny yeah um yeah a very beautiful story and uh actually um weirdly enough you said she's in heaven i mean what is a saint a saint is anyone technically a lowercase saint right anyone that's in heaven mm-hmm. and today tonight is the, the eve of all souls yeah so we pray for your mom and everybody else who has passed away that they get to heaven as quickly as possible so it really is amazing how these two days are like right next to each other yeah. on the church calendar because like first you see all these people in heaven you're like wow they're awesome let's get their intercession let's you know think about their lives and then you're all the people that are on the road to heaven that we offer prayers for so they can become is that you can celebrate them, you know, on November 1st instead yep. of November 2nd, mm-hmm. you know, um, later on. So just amazing stuff. Yeah. So so we do have a new segment that we want to surprise you guys with. Um, but because we're going to branch into a new kind of field, do you want to take a little music break, like a little 10 second music break? I was actually going to yeah. say that we're mm-hmm. going to do we're going to do some kind of sound, some kind of music. Yeah. I don't know what because I right. got to do this like after. I mean, obviously, the listener, you're probably hearing it right now. Uh-huh. Like you're probably I mean, we're not hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably hearing the new music right now. Right. Uh, and actually, uh, we never mentioned this, but we have a new song that they would have heard right. at the very beginning. I know of the podcast. The old so we song hope you... will stay in my heart, but it's time for a new one. It was time for a new one. It was yeah. getting a little get a little stale. It was a great song. Song. Great song. Um, so we hope you like both of these songs, whatever yeah. one that we chose to use right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just let that roll for yeah. us. All right, we'll be back in like 15 seconds. All right, it was a little less than 15 seconds. We're just going to move on now because <laughs> we're just awkwardly staring at each other. So um, for us, it was like that felt like 15 seconds, even though it was more like three. <laughs> and uh, what is, is our new segment, guys? Oh, uh, So now um, what are we going to call do- it? Uh, saint in a bucket. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. The bucket or a saint? cup. Wow. I have a cup here. Saint in a cup. Saint in a cup. Saint in a bucket. Whatever. So what is the saint in a cup? Oh, that asking, sounded like asking, Satan. Oh no. Okay, let's do. <laughs> what this. We can't use that. Yeah. The Satan cup. No, 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 we're not. We don't have the Satan cup. We have Saint in a cup. Should we change that? I like the bucket. Yeah, we got Saint in a bucket that a little bit. But or, it still sounds like it just sounds like Satan bucket yeah. instead of Satan cup. It's not not gonna change. How about, how about bucket o saints? Bucket o saints. Bucket o saints. I mean, it's good. It just sounds. We probably a little, should have figured this out before. We probably should have. Well, we're gonna call it um, Saint Cup today. Saint Cup. 
Okay, <laughs> we're going to do our Saint Cup. <laughs> this is literally right on the spot. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our Saint Cup segment now. In this cup that I have in my hand that Rock is going to choose a saint from, we have um, 30 about saints? 32, I think, about mm-hmm. 32 saints. We may add some later on as they come to us. Names in this cup. I know the church does have, we know, <clears throat> excuse me, that the church does have um, like feast days obviously set up for saints, but just to let the Holy Spirit decide on it, we're just going to let, you know, let him figure out which saint to do each each week, whether it's their, um, their feast day or close to their feast day or not. Uh, so I have all these different saints, our favorites, and we're going to talk a little bit about whatever one Rock pulls out. So right. this is totally random. Uh, Rock, Should go do ahead. a drum roll or something? Right. Yeah, 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 do the drum okay. roll. Maybe I'll find a sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that manually. Okay, <laughs> let's Saint Augustine. Ooh. Saint Augustine. Augie. Good old. Probably not even a nickname. You probably not. We don't know. <laughs> you know. Uh... Okay, I have a couple things I could say about him. Do you guys have anything you want to say about St. Augustine first? I, I, what I always appreciated about his life were the, were the prayers of his mother. Yeah. Who uh, was a strong testimony to her perseverance and trust. 30 years of prayer, I believe, right? Yeah. Yep. That led to his conversion, but she never gave up. And he became a saint because of her prayers. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful yeah. testament. And in fact... That's kind of a theme today because yeah, uh, ideal because he did and he did everything right. imaginable, right? Yep. I mean, as far as sin wise, he said that too. He said that he could. There's almost not a sin that he didn't commit. Yep. Yeah. And it's amazing the prayers of his his mother made him become a saint. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and that you can actually tie that into two of our themes. One that he went off on God's permissive will, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was nowhere near God's ideal will for most of his life. What kind of sins was he, was he committing? I he read was... actually in his book just a couple days ago. I was reading confessions that that he wrote, and it was a story that you told me before. And as I was uh-huh. reading it, I was like, "Oh, Dan told me oh, this that's before." Cool. It was how he stole pears. Yep. From a with, pear tree. With his friends. Yeah, not because he needed pears, or or because <laughs> he even liked pears. Yeah. Just because he wanted the rush of sin. Right. Oh, he, wow. he, he says that. Yeah. So funny because, like, you know, you think of, like, teenagers today and other and young people, how they just rebel just to rebel. Uh-huh. And, like, that's nothing new. Like, yeah. this dude was doing this 1,700 years yeah. ago and, like, totally bragged about but it. now they'd be stealing, <laughs> like, iPhones or something, but he was stealing pears. Right. And you know what he says? He says, we weren't even hungry. He goes, we yeah. took them. We didn't want them. We weren't that hungry. And he says, they weren't even that good. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't even that good. We did it for the rush uh-huh. <laughs> just to be bad. Yeah. That's how bad this guy was. Mm-hmm. And then later on, of course, his sins got uh, more grievous. His mistress that he couldn't give up. You know, he has that famous line. He says, God, give me chastity, just not yet. Yeah, I like that um, prayer. The really cool thing about St. Augustine is that his conversion came uh, logically. Um, he looked into all these kinds of philosophies. He was a hedonist for a little while, was obsessed with just bodily pleasure and then he was really obsessed with speaking and becoming a great speaker, but it was all for himself, you know. Um, and then he so started. So he was a uh, Epicurean. Ooh, uh, I don't, good. I don't know. Uh, you know, you know what? I'm, I. Which I would bet he. Our probably... next video coming out is going to speak a little bit about that, but Epicureanism for our listeners. What is yes, it? we do have a video coming <laughs> out. Rock, Rock uh, is in the process of finishing up the editing on that. Um, we already, we already took a peek at it. It's really, really good. Um, Epicureanism is a philosopher. Well, I'm not going to tell you because you can watch the video. Right. But he probably da- <laughs> he probably dabbled in uh, Epicureanism a little bit. I, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and then he, he started talking to Christians. In fact, he met St. Ambrose, uh, who was a bishop who became a friend of his. They started talking, and he started researching Christianity pretty much. And he came to the point where he logically realized that Christianity made the most sense out of any religion or any life philosophy he could think of. But the problem was his heart wasn't in it. So his mind knew it was true, but his heart wanted to sin more. He couldn't give up that one particular sin of um, sexual you know, um, sins with his mistress. 
So he said he said that famous prayer, God give me chastity, just not yet. And it came it came to a, a point where he was so like like at a crisis inside where knowing that Jesus is real, knowing that Jesus is the way and not wanting to to change his life around that he started to feel like desperately upset and depressed. He said again, another theme, a very heartfelt prayer. I believe to God is how is how it goes. Um, a lot of these graces probably did come from his mom, St. Monica. Uh, and then he was walking along. Um, he sat down to rest. I may be messing the story up a little bit, but the, the basic elements hopefully are, are correct. Um, he sat down to rest, and he had the Bible in his hand, or at least maybe a letter of St. Paul in his hands. And uh, he heard a, a little kid's voice. And he says in his book, he doesn't know if this was an angel or if this was a real kid, but he heard this voice sing a nursery rhyme that was common back then. And the nursery rhyme, like we would sing Mary Had a Little Lamb or whatever, the nursery rhyme said, pick it up and read it, pick it up and read it, or take and read, take and read. And he's like, what? And he hears like little little kid's voice singing this, and that makes sense it would be an angel because like why not an innocent kid? You know, that's how God thinks. And he looks down and starts reading the, uh, the, the book in his hand. It was a letter of St. Paul. And it's something like how St. Paul says to put off all the negative things. And he pretty much describes how St. Augustine was feeling. Like St. Paul pretty much says, we're not made for this, 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 and that. All the horrible things St. Augustine was feeling. He goes, instead, you're made for peace and goodness and beauty and love and truth. And he says it's something along those lines. And St. Augustine lost it. He said he cried and cried and cried and cried like all day. Uh, and that's when a weight a darkness literally came off of him he was able to confess his sins he was able to get back on track got baptized and now is one of the greatest saints we've ever heard uh, ever had to this day the church still uses a lot of his writings on uh, as our teachings became a bishop did you know he was so popular as a bishop that when the bishop before him died at this time the people elected the bishop Mm -hmm. when the bishop before him died people like went to his house and like broke into his house he said no i don't want it i don't want this and they grabbed him forcibly carried him off like a king and sat him down in the bishop's chair <laughs> oh wow that's pretty funny yeah this 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 dude who just a few years before <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean was all in the weird Jeez. weird stuff so what a great great saint if there's anybody that needs help with whether it's with sexual purity or any saint mm-hmm. or any not any saint chastity any chastity mm-hmm. or any any sin where you're like okay you know in your mind you need to do better but your heart just like isn't into it saint augustine's yeah, a guy he's the yeah, one for you mm-hmm. ask, his, ask his prayers yeah i'm also a student at the augustine institute i gotta say that which is nice. uh, where i'm getting my master's so they're uh, they love saint augustine every class that i take and online they uh they mentioned you went to saint augustine once. what's that your freshman year of high school oh I, well, yeah i did i went to yep. saint augustine prep my freshman year so saint <laughs> augustine exactly he's the man yeah so uh, maybe saint augustine is calling out to you the listener right now so if, if you're the saints we don't choose them they choose us so St. Augustine just chose you, so deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it or leave it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Take it and read, <laughs> as he would say. Yeah. All right, guys, this has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. This has been JMJ Missions signing out. Please pray for us. We will pray for you. Yeah.